You're listening to the Women Inspiring Women podcast. Each week, network marketing professional and mom-turned-entrepreneur Melanie Mitro gives you her tried-and-true tips for building a business from your kitchen table. This self-made millionaire went from a stay-at-home mom to the top of a network marketing business in just three years. She built an online health and fitness business from the ground up while raising babies and juggling being a mom and wife. Now she wants to help you become the boss of your own life. For blog posts, business tips, and more, check out her website at melaniemitro.com. Now let's get to the show. Here's your host, Melanie Mitro. Hey, everybody. It is Melanie Mitro, the host of the Women Inspiring Women podcast. And today I have um, my bestie on the podcast. Hey. I'm so excited you're here. I know. It's like a new area, but we're always together. I've just never been in this in this realm. It's very I know. I think you've been on the podcast before a while. It's been a little while. A couple years. Yeah. Is, yeah. You've been doing this for a long time. I right? mean, I think maybe four years I've had this podcast, three or four years now. Yeah. In yeah. my head, that's a long time. It is a very long time. It is. <laughs> it is a very long time, but it is, it is kind of my passion. I genuinely enjoy the podcast. I genuinely enjoy giving people knowledge and information to yeah. make their, their lives better. And I also love elevating people that are doing really incredible things. And so I get to elevate you today and I'm so excited. Oh, hey girl. Hey, <laughs> I'm so excited. Well, this is a very cool thing. So thank you so much for having me. I'm excited awesome. to, to chat with you. Absolutely. All right. So let's, let's dive in. So Katie, you are getting ready to release. So at the time yeah. that this will air, okay. um, your, your back pocket prayer journal will be going on sale in just a few days. So Friday, November 27th. Yes. So the day after Thanksgiving. Yes. But you can pre-order, you can pre-order the back pocket prayer journal now. And so today I want to dive in. I want to talk a little bit about the journal. I want to talk a little bit about who it's for, but I also feel like this is such a great topic because so many women that listen to this podcast are business owners yeah, and they blow up my inbox about morning routine and gratitude practice and starting your day, you know, sort of on the offense because, you know, talk about that so much. And this is such a great tool for women, anybody to use, um, to really help sort of center yourself, right. Put God first and to really kind of start day in, in just that positive light. Right. Yeah. But I, let's just be honest. I I feel like anytime that I like talk about God and I feel like I have to be formal about it, it doesn't work for me at all. (laughs) So like, this is a very informal type of conversation about God, about, about our journey as Christians. And so you can let your guard down. I think it's really cool to be like, your brokenness is totally fine. No matter where you are. Like, I just want to introduce you to Jesus. So like, you don't have to be qualified qualified or pre-qualified for anything. Like I just want to set up the handshake. So, well, okay. So then that's kind of the yeah. first question is, sure. have you always been somebody that has had a strong faith? No, not at all. So I really think that that's important to note because I grew up going to church. I was raised, I was raised in a Lutheran church. And I remember one time I was driving on the turnpike, uh, with my mom and I was like, listen, mom, you don't believe that stuff about like Jonah in the whale, Noah in the ark. Like you don't actually believe those mythical type things. Do you? 
And my mom cried. She was like so offended about like my faith. And that was, that was probably, probably about 10, 15 years ago when that conversation Mm -hmm. happened. And what shifted, what changed was when I was actually, when I was diagnosed with cancer, I remember I was, I was sitting in a hotel room. We had taken, we just gotten the diagnosis. And so before treatment, my husband and I took the kids out of town to kind of get ready, like mentally Mm -hmm. sort of gear up for what was going to happen. And we went to one of those indoor water parks. And to this day, I still hate indoor water parks, but we took our kids (laughs) And I remember Mike went to go get the luggage and I was sitting with Dom, who was about four months old at the time and Nick, who was not even yet four. And I was like, Lord, Lord, please. Like, if you are real, like show me something that, um, this is going to be okay. This is going to be okay. And it's so hard to, it's so hard to describe a piece because it, a true piece does surpass all understanding. Mm-hmm. And, um, there it was. It was, it was the Holy Bible was actually out of the drawer. I don't tell, I don't even know about told I was out of the drawer. I don't know why, but the drawer of the hotel, like in the, yeah. in the bedside um, table was out of the drawer and it was on top of the, on the table for no reason. I don't know why that wouldn't have been checked or put away or anything. And on that Bible was a ladybug mm-hmm. and ladybugs have also been this, this sign that my grandmother who has long since been um, gone uh, have always given us like a, a piece. And I don't know how to describe it to you, but it was this very overwhelming feeling of this is happening for a reason. And this is happening for you, not to you, and you will be okay. And I, from that moment on, I knew that this would not be, um, how I am, how I pass. I knew that I would survive. Um, and I also knew that something good was going to come from it, but I didn't know anything else. Okay. And I remember just this overwhelming feeling of, well, if I feel this, I should probably get to know him in some way. Like I should probably figure out what like the Bible actually says. I should probably figure out what all this scripture is that people throw down. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I go to this Bible study and I felt really like an outsider. I remember even like kind of feeling nervous before I walked in the doors. Like I really didn't belong, but I desperately needed to hold on to something and I needed something. I knew that I felt that, but I wasn't exactly sure how to, what to do with it. Right. And so I walk in and I just, I, I, I was clearly an outsider. These women, they were saved. Right. And they were like the exact Christian ideal woman that you look at and think I am so intimidated by her because she has it together from head to toe to spirit to all of it. She is living, breathing Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. It was not Katie. Like it was not Katie. And so a very sweet woman came up to me and asked me how I got to know Jesus. And I responded with, well, I was hoping to get to know him here Mm -hmm. and bless her heart. She didn't know what to say. She did not know what to say. And I was like, man, I'm a wretch. Like, man, I do not belong in this room. And I asked the question that I, I think really became the context for the book, which is, oh my God, am I Jesus saying wrong? Like, how do you actually Jesus, how do you do this whole Christian thing? Like, because to me, I wanted God and, and his son, Jesus Christ, to be like, 
having a beer with them. Like (laughs) I picture them very differently than what I was feeling here. And so I realized I wasn't going to get a close relationship with God in that room. I needed to create an opportunity to do that very privately and personally in a way that felt right to me. So did you go back to that Bible study? Did you keep going? I actually did. I did keep going for a little while and I'm grateful because I did learn a lot. But what I started to understand is that the prayer that I was doing had to be based in a way that felt authentic to me. And that wasn't how I learned how to pray. So I was learning about Jesus as the man. I was learning about Jesus as our redeemer. I was learning about the old Testament and how it combined with the new Testament, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't learning the personal part about prayer in that study. Okay. So I was, I had to do that on my own. So, okay. So now we have this Bible study. You realize that this, you know, this is not going to work for you in this setting, but you were persistent. You didn't really throw up your hands and say, well, that didn't work. Yeah. Went home and you were like, I'm going to figure this out. So what was that like next step for you to navigate? So there's a few things that kind of happened. So the Mm -hmm. first thing that happened was I I went to Google and I searched, you know, because I didn't know um, the Lord's prayer. And this is, I don't know about you, but after you hear something so many times, it almost becomes like, almost like white noise, right? So I had grown up our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And I thought about it. I don't know what caused it, but I I thought about the words, our father who art in heaven. I thought, well, what does it mean? Right? So if I actually look at the context of it, uh, what does it actually mean? And so I got out this very old kind of ratty journal from Marshall's and I just started annotating and I, I, I wrote out the Lord's prayer and I put all these side notes, right? Mm-hmm. These footnotes as to what it meant and what I discovered in the Lord's prayer, which is sort of your go-to prayer for encompassing all mm-hmm. was there were five pillars. There were five pillars that he actually gifted to us when it comes to conversation with him. So if you want to know God and you want to feel like, you know, his son and you want to feel a closer connection to God, it's understanding that the Lord's prayer is sort of a compass. It's a guide for us to how to get closer. And so those five pillars, I was like, all right. So first of all, you have gratitude. You have to start each day and not in the cliche, like here's a sign that you put in your kitchen about start each day with a grateful heart, but literally being grateful for specific things in your life that you can very easily overlook when you look at all the negative in your life. Right. So I started with gratitude And then I started to realize how important forgiveness of my sins, as well as forgiving those who I feel have sinned against me. Mm. And then it was surrender, which is by far one of the hardest things for most people to accept. It's that idea that you have to be really focused on output, meaning your efforts, but you really have to divorce the outcome because his way is better than your way. Um, And then it was faith um, and taking action in your faith and request Mm -hmm. and not in the genie in a bottle kind of way doesn't work as a request line. It just (laughs) is about how can the things that I desire in 
my life be used for his greater good. Mm. And so I started to create like these five pillars and I was writing them every day. And then I would create this sort of like back pocket prayer that would encompass all of those five pillars. And I started sharing them, right? I started putting them on social media and people would ask me like, what is a back pocket prayer? They would ask me like, oh, I screenshotted that today, Katie, can you show me another one? And they wanted to know where I was doing this and how I was doing this. And I started to realize people are craving um, Christ, but they don't know how. And I started to realize that a lot of people were, were feeling maybe shunned or that they couldn't, or that they were Jesusing wrong, or that maybe they had this definition of what Christian looked like and their understanding just wasn't aligned to that. And so I wrote this back pocket prayer journal for women like me, for women like yeah. you, right? I know we were just talking about this. Yeah. We actually hit record. I was like, Oh, I God, I don't even want to this to go out there publicly, but I'm like, I don't go to church anymore because I mean, for me, I do find it to be an intimidating setting. And I do feel like I've started and I've stopped going so many times now that it's like embarrassing. And then also it's kind of like, well, you want me to go. So I'm just going to be like, no. And none of that is, none of that is clearly okay or the right thinking, but if I'm feeling that way, if you had that experience, how many other people out there have that same feeling and they're searching for something because they want to have that relationship, but they don't know where or even how to start. Yeah. And I feel like this gives people an ability to do this in the privacy of their own home. It's almost like building confidence, right? You know, building that confidence in that practice. And I think it's important to note that faith and doubt coexist. Mm-hmm. You really can't have one with without the other. There has to be a mystery to it. There has to be a little bit of air of like circumstance and, and what does it all mean? And I think a lot of times when we believe a Christian understanding of God and of Jesus to be the be all end all one definition for all people, that's where we start to feel like, I don't think this is the way that I build a relationship with him. Right. And so I think there's a lot of great things that we can model off of. I think there's so many beautiful, strong Christians out there that really point people in the direction of how to learn more about God and how to create a relationship with Jesus Christ. But I also started to realize that there's a lot of people who are intimidated by that, or there's a lot of people who think they can't even show up as they are, um, for him, that they're going to be shunned, that he's not going to love a sinner like Mm -hmm. them. And and that's not the truth. I mean, above all, if you had to summarize the Bible in three words, it's Jesus loves me, Mm -hmm. Jesus loves me. And if you had to even summarize it more right into one, it's agape, it's just love. And so when you create disciples and people, those are people who go out and share his ministry, share Jesus Christ. Your role as a disciple is to set up a handshake. It's almost like when I think of how I met your mother, I don't know if you remember that show from like the early two thousands, right? Where Ted (laughs) would go up to a girl in a bar and then Barney would be like, have you met Ted? You know, and then it would be really awkward and he would be like, hi, I'm Ted. I feel like our role is to say, have you, have you met Christ? Yeah. And then set up the handshake and then slowly kind of say, I got you. I'm back here. If you need me, I'm your wingman. I got you. But it's to allow them to have a personal relationship 
mm-hmm. with the savior. Yeah. And I think that's really important, right? Is not yeah. to judge people for how you think they mm-hmm. should have a relationship with God, with right. Jesus, but how you are introducing them mm-hmm. to who their savior is. I love that. <laughs> You're essentially setting up the handshake for yeah. people with the back pocket prayer journal. Yeah. And just even letting people know it's, it's okay to not have it figured out. It's okay mm-hmm. to not be able to name all the disciples. It's okay to not know. It's okay yeah. to not know the difference between an old Testament and a new Testament. It is okay to come as you are because the more you spend time with him, the more you start to crave him. And the more you start to see him showing up in your life and through your words and the impact that you make. Mm-hmm. And you, you might be listening to this podcast going, well, I'm not Christian and that's okay. My job is just to be here and say, Hey, let me tell you about Jesus. And if you want to know more, the back pocket prayer journal is a really great intro. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so again, before we used to hit record, which we should have just hit record from the get go, I yeah. was saying, you know, okay. So the beginning part of back pocket mm-hmm. prayer journal is yeah. To- so Katie walks you through her story. Then she walks you through each of the five pillars yes, and gives stories and examples and really kind of walks you through the journey, your faith journey and how yeah. this came to be, which I love. And so I finished that part and this morning I sat down and it was the first day that I was going to use my journal. And so I, I go, okay, well, where's my Bible, right? So I'm like searching my bookshelf for my Bible. I pull it out and I sit down. I just sort of like flip it open. Yeah. I'm like, well, where am I going to start? Okay. And in, right. in the beginning, you said, you talked about the difference of the old Testament, new Testament. I was like, I want the new yes. Testament. So let's just okay. go there. Yeah. So that, this is the thought process. This is literally what went through my mind. And then I okay. start in the beginning of the new Testament. I'm like, um, I want to skip this part let's flip to something else. And I had actually underlined. So I had done gone in and used the Bible probably a couple of years. And I was, had underlined, I even forget what part it is. Okay. I was talking about anxiety. It was something. And so that was what I landed on this morning, but you had said to me, you were like, you don't even really need to pull out your Bible. Right. So I did. Yeah. So I did give scripture, right. For you to be guided by, Mm -hmm. but I also think when I think about where should you start, right. I, I personally, there are four gospels, which are like first hand, second hand testimonial of like, Mm -hmm. um, of Christ, his, his life. Right. And so the book that I always turn to is the book of Luke. That's always the one that I tell people to go to first, because it kind of gives you this sort of new, different, very close personal connection with, with Christ, um, Mm -hmm. and his being. And it also gives you this sort of understanding of his mother, right? So Mary. So for anyone who doesn't really know the Bible, I do just suggest starting with the scripture and starting with conversation. Mm -hmm. And that's what the pillars of prayer really allow for you to do. But, uh, as the, as the pack back pocket prayer journal comes out, anyone who pre-orders is going to have access to my personal study of the book of Luke. Mm -hmm. And so I'll be giving my reflection each day and there's 24 chapters in the book of Luke. So it takes you from day one, which will start December 1st through the 24th. So you get to see the entire life of Christ right before, um, the 25th of of December, which is cool. Yeah. I'm totally going to be a part of that. I'm excited. I'm excited. I am too. Yeah. It's just going to be good. It is. It's so good. And, you know, just 
to even to point out just a few other, other things in here that really stuck with me is sort of that surrender, you know, the part where you're really like, I think that is the hardest part. Cause you talk about your, your cancer journey in there. And mm-hmm. I think as, oh gosh, as humans, as women, as entrepreneurs, as all of the hats, we want to be in control of the outcome yeah. and we want, we want to pray and we want to know that it's going to be fixed. And I love how you really talk about that in there. So you just kind of talk a little bit about surrender and prayer and just that concept of like, I'm praying, yeah. I want you to fix it, you know? Yeah. Uh, okay. So first of all, I love that you're pointing this out because okay. you as Melanie Mitro, who is my very best friend. Um, I also know you to be somebody who enjoys to have the control Mm -hmm. of certain situations. So even when you were talking about like, okay, I'm going to do this back pocket prayer journal. I'm going to have my day one. I need the Holy Bible. Where do I start? Like it is that I need to get. (laughs) And I love that. But the thing, the hard part about surrender doesn't mean that there is inaction. It just Mm -hmm. means that there is faith that somebody is guiding your steps. So when I think about surrender, it really means that I am going to show up, but I know that it is on him to decide the outcome. So it's output. Like I focus on output mm-hmm. and I know that he is on in control of outcome. And so when I look at my own example, and I I share this in there, I think about the cancer battle Mm -hmm. and I think about, I knew my job was to show up. It was to remain um, realistic about expectations. It was to take good care of my body as I was beginning the healing process, as I was going through chemo. It It was to really embrace the fact that I was losing my hair and do so with grace and belief that it would grow back. And Um, that surrender wasn't a giving up. It was giving him. So when I think about the other woman I talk about in, in this story, it's a woman who passed away from ALS. It was my, my best friend's um, mother had passed away a, a few years ago. And I remember that anger. I remember just being really angry at him for taking her. And as I look back in that surrender of her life, she left a legacy. And the fact that I am speaking about her is part of that legacy, right? And so there's a surrender in knowing it's not my will. If it was my will, she would have survived. There would have been a cure. It wouldn't happen anymore. But in being his will is that at this moment in my time, I needed her home with me and I needed you to spread the word about me through her life. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I have goosebumps. I really have goosebumps thinking about, and it's so, it's so hard because I mean, watching you go through even just your cancer journey, there were a lot of times where you were just angry, you know, angry about why this was happening. And you really had to learn to surrender that, right? To give up that control because I know I might be the one that likes to control everything, but you're the same, you know, like that whole, like the hair entrepreneurial thing. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It must be, I don't know, but it just is that surrender. But the fact that you practice that day after day after day, it became a part of your life. Like as you were doing that in your, in what, 
became the back pocket prayer journal. You yeah. were practicing surrender. It becomes yeah. a way of life for you now, right? It does. And I even said, I have never, I remember doing a post about this a few months ago where I talked about, I've never led through a global pandemic. Uh-huh. but I certainly have led through a <laughs> private one. And so much of what I learned through that time about that surrender, about focusing on, um, output instead of outcome, I have applied, yeah. I have become like the leader that I am today because of the experience I have walked through, through cancer, through post-traumatic stress syndrome. Um, and through just that there's trials in my life. And I would not have been able to really write the back pocket prayers. If I didn't have those life circumstances yeah. happen for me. Yeah. You know, one of the other pillars is faith in action. I know you didn't list them at the beginning, but I think this is the, as the part I enjoy because it's not just doing mm. the work, right? Like you talk about gratitude and it's not just going, it's a prayer. It's not just yeah. but understanding right. what it means applicable to your life. It's not just gratitude, but it's like, I'm not just going to say I'm grateful for having a roof over my head. It's like, I really want to feel it. Right. Yeah. Like even the gratitude practice, it's not surface level, you know, the surrender, the, all, every pillar, it's really asking you to, to think about it, but then the action part, I yeah. Again, I want to talk about faith in action. I want to talk about why that is such an important part of, of the journey. Yeah. So you are called to go, right? Mm -hmm. So when we pray, I have often found people say, oh, I'm going to pray for you. Oh, mm -hmm. I'm going to pray. But then nothing really, there's no real action to it. And yeah. even when I was battling cancer, uh, the development of a movement called Every Sweat Matters. And I don't know if you've talked about it here. I know you've talked about it in mm -hmm. your social media before. The development of Every Sweat Matters was when you don't know what to do, you move. Because at least movement roots you in gratitude. Gratitude roots you in this thought of something bigger than me. It's hot. Mm -hmm. I am able to show up in a way and carry somebody else's heart. And I think about just faith in action is not ever thinking you're perfect or that you are going to do something perfectly, but you're still going to show up in some way. So even with the back pocket prayer journal, uh, I committed to writing it this year. Mm -hmm. My kids have been homeschooled. They have been in, in since March, right? So we're closing in on almost a year that this has been going yes, on. Yes, we are. Um, I own two businesses. Mm -hmm. I, I, and both have been a very demanding, very, very demanding jobs. I'm grateful for my jobs, but I committed to saying I can write 20 minutes a day. And so I think with faith in action, it's not allowing yourself to be overwhelmed with the to-do list, but saying, I'm grateful enough to have something to do and I can focus on one thing that will move me in the direction of where I want to go and commit to it. Yeah. So when I ask about faith in action, it is what are you going to do to activate the request that you have put up to him? What are the things that you can do? So if you're praying for somebody to heal from a sickness, what can you do to help them heal in some way? Even if it's not a physical healing, yeah. can you emotionally help them heal? Can you gift them something? Can you send them something? Can you sweat for them? Is there something that you can do that will help activate that request? Hmm. And that's really transferable to all things and all life, things, right? Anything yeah. you want to accomplish. I just want to highlight that you wrote this journal 
in 20 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day for about six months. Yes. So it took about six months from start to finish. Now, a lot of the back pocket prayers were already created, Mm -hmm. but the written part of it, the, the writing part that was done in 20 minutes a day, the outlining Mm -hmm. of the journal, the working with the editor, the actual working into publication, all of that averaged out to about 20 minutes a day. And so often we hear, I don't have time. A lot of times I check challenge people to say, but how are you spending your time? I know. Is it creating a life that makes you feel like you are worthy of the words, well done, my good and faithful servant when you get to those pearly gates? Hmm. So good. It's so good. It just is incredible what you've created. And I, I just, I love it. I, I feel like I'm hanging out with you in the mornings when I'm doing my, uh, my time together, you know, my yeah. prayer journal, but you know, I don't know, we didn't really necessarily go, you maybe listed them at the beginning, what the pillars were, yeah. but will you just kind of walk people through, sure. okay, so what does your morning gratitude, like, what does this look like for you? Will you just walk yeah. through each of the five pillars yeah. and just walk people through a morning at your house? So I, yeah, totally. So the first thing that I always do is I do open my Bible, um, right now I'm finishing the book of John. I'll start the book of Luke in December, December 1st. I hope that some of your listeners will be a part of that with me. So that will be in December as well. Um, and then the first thing that I do is I open with the Lord's prayer, just it's kind of positioning my heart. And then I'm, I'm just still for a couple minutes, it just kind of quiet my mind. And I don't know, I'm sure a lot of your listeners get this when they wake up in the morning, it's a to-do list. It's like all of the things. So I quiet my mind. Then I go into gratitude, which is my first pillar being very specific with types of gratitude. Then I go into, I just got distracted. My son's on virtual school right now. And they all went, So then I go into forgiveness and that's either confession on my end or a cleansing. It should feel healing and cleansing, letting go of, of things or people that have let me down or that Mm -hmm. I've been upset with. Um, and then it is, I want to say it too fast. I'm so surrender. I was listening to surrender. surrender. Thank you. And surrender is just letting go of the things that you're holding on to control over. Mm-hmm. And this is a really strong one for people like you, Melanie, who really yeah. do struggle with that anxiety piece right. of things. Yeah. Um, and that idea of like, I'm not going to worry over this. Mm-hmm. And through the surrender, I also encourage people to just meditate, to breathe in that okay. section as well. Yeah. And then it is a request, right? So the things that you are praying for could be people, could be in your own life, could be for your business. It could be a number of different things um, followed by an affirmation. And I always call these like the truth in the works and it is written in the first person. It is a narrative that you write in the now followed by, um, followed by your faith in action. And those are the things that you can do today to work towards with him in the request. Mm -hmm. And so what I find is as you go through these pieces, it becomes conversational. And so the back pocket prayer is really what you're saying to him in closing. Okay. For the day. Awesome. And then the, in the faith and action, you have check boxes. Have I said, thank mm-hmm. you. Do I come with a clean heart? Are those ones like intentions for the day, or is that yeah. sort of reflecting back on yesterday? What, no, that's just what you've like, what you're feeling you've already done 
okay. today in your morning. Like I gotcha. come with a clean heart. I have surrendered, like just okay. really reiterating. These are the things, God, that I'm showing up for. Mm-hmm. These are the things that I'm feeling. And now these are the things, let me, let me summarize it in a back pocket prayer. It's amazing. And by back pocket prayer too, it really is something where you can stick it in your back pocket and mm-hmm. actually be like, I'm going to come back to this later. There are yeah. so many times I go come back to the prayers that I've already written. And I'm like, okay, I remember when I wrote this and how bad I needed it. I'm so yeah. grateful that I did because I can use it now. Yeah. Amazing. It is amazing. I am so excited for everybody to read this. Again, the first part is all it's teaching. It is teaching you how to, mm-hmm. to use the journal. And then your second part is the actual journal. Um, and so I just want to know what your hope is for back pocket prayer. Like what do you yeah. hope that this becomes? What is your vision for it as it gets so, into the world? If, if, I mean, it's not my will, but I do, I do hope it sets up a handshake. Mm-hmm. I hope that people go, Oh, this is Jesus. Oh, yeah. I get it. This is how it's supposed to feel to talk to him, to believe with him, to believe mm-hmm. in him, to feel like I genuinely get to have a connection with him. So I really feel like I am just somebody who sets up the handshake. I love it. I love it so much. So where can people find Back Pocket Prayer Journal? Awesome. So if you're listening to this before November 27th, you can go to the website. It's just Katie, K-A-T-Y, Ursta, U-R-S-T-A. So katieursta.com. And then you you can just click on Back Pocket Prayer Journal. You can actually pre-order it. And when you pre-order, I actually send, I'll be sending the study of the book of Luke Mm -hmm. uh, before December. So hopefully November 28th, that will go out. And then um, if you are somebody who likes to order right when it's available, that's totally fine too. You can do so right at that website or it will be available on Amazon as well. I love it. And then people can also connect with you. You have um, an Instagram page that is the back pocket prayer journal page. You also have your, it's Katie, K-A-T-Y underscore Ursa on Instagram. And you share every morning. If people want to creep on you, they can head on over to your social. They can see (laughs) your, and, and so for all of the years, you know, that you have told us about your back pocket prayers, you know, Megan and I, every morning, I know she does it too. We like, hold our finger down over your Instagram. Like, What's she talking? Yeah. What's she thinking about today? You know, so you can get like a little, I don't know. You can just kind of get inside Katie's brain and great nuggets of wisdom. I always look love for, I always like, you're my first bubble in the morning. What's, I love what's it. you praying about today? Um, That's so people really can cool. check you out there and you yeah. have a VIP group too. So yes, it can. is on Facebook too. Yep. And you can access that I actually do a lot of work on my, my business page on yeah. Facebook. You can actually access the group that way. Okay. But even if you, if you, um, sign up to receive my weekly emails, you can get all of this in the link in Instagram. Um, you can be, you can actually find out more about the VIP group there. I love it. I'm so and I'm sure you'll put it in the show notes, right? I will. I'll put it in the show notes and it goes out as an email. It'll also be on my IG stories. So people I love can it. check it out. I mean, I'm using it every morning, so it's in my stories too, but I am so thankful that you had the courage and Aww, you thanks. took, you like said, okay, this is something people, I know how nervous, you know, you were to put this out there. And I'm so glad you did. Because listen, I mean, we know people can be judgy and, but 
but this needs, this people need this, and this is really going to make an impact and the right people are going to get their hands on this journal. Um, and it's going to change their life and it's going to be because you set up the handshake. So thank you. Very cool. Well, thanks so much, Mel, everybody. Thank you guys. Have a great day. Thanks so much for hanging out with me here on the podcast today. And I will see you guys back here next week.